Thanks for joining us today with another podcast from New Hope Church. We hope that you enjoy what we have for you today and find it encouraging and uplifting. If you ever want to learn more information about New Hope Church, please visit us online at myhope.life. We'd love to get to know you. Have a wonderful day and God bless. Jesus, I thank you. God, I worship you. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for the blood of Jesus. It's because of him that I have a testimony. You can be seated. I am so thankful for everything that God has done in my life. I'm so thankful. Well, I'm going to dismiss Sunday school. You guys have a good time. You guys have fun in Sunday school. Ashley's going to have a good time back there with you guys. Well, I um I wanted to throughout this whole series that we've been doing, we've been talking about some different things, obviously. And um we talked about in the beginning we talked about running on empty talked about running on the 5%. And in this beginning portion, we were talking about how to start moving in this direction. And we talked about, when we got here, we talked about how like you sometimes kind of transition into from the green to the red and how we kind of like dry up and how we kind of get stuck. And we, it's constantly, I need, 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 I need. It's constantly, I got to receive, I've got to receive. And when you're in this area, you can't give. You, you just can't because you are dead. You are, you just, you can't give and you need, you need, and that's okay. And if this, um, this, this board should represent the church. We should all be in, all of us are going to represent every area and every phase on this board. Now, it would be nice if everyone was at a hundred percent, but the case is that's not the way it is. Not all of us at our 100%. I want to be at 100%, but that's not the way that I am. I'm not at 100%. Some days I come in and I get zapped and I'm back down to 5%. And then some days I come in and bam, I'm, I'm back up there at 80%, you know? But that's, that's life, right? We all have to live life. And so last week we kind of turned a corner. We made a transition. Last week my brother... Uh, preached and he did an awesome job and he talked he made a point where he talked about how um, part of learning uh, ministry is learning to receive part of growing in ministry and part of continuing to learn to charge is learning to receive from God and from others you see a lot of times pride stops us from moving forward and we say, oh, God, I can't receive that from you. And it also stops us from receiving from others. Where I say, oh, I can't receive that from that person because it's not who I think they are. Like, I have a connection with God or I have this or I have that. And really, we've got to learn to receive from each other. But God did give us people in our lives to watch for us. And so I encourage you to like, like there's, a, there's an importance in learning to receive. And so last week we did communion and we did... Uh, foot washing and there was we didn't actually do literal foot washing but we talked about how Jesus 
um, wash the disciples' feet. And I encourage people, I was like, go pray for your, if your husband's here, go pray for him. If you go home and pray for him, pray for your wife's feet. Like if, if, um, if you're here in this place, like go pray for someone, pr- get down on your hands, pray for their feet. I'm like, why do that? Like the reasoning is, is like there is, there is a humbling in giving, but there's also the humbling in the receiving. When you get down and do that, it's like sometimes you're like, oh no, don't don't do that. Like that's that you're 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 lifting me up. No, that's that's not the point. There there's an importance in getting down and allowing someone to pray for you. It's humbling in receiving. So when you begin to receive something, you're saying, I'm not perfect. And so it teaches you to receive from God, and it teaches you to be able to receive from other people. And so there's an importance in our spirit, we've got to be able to check. What we hear from other people, I want to make sure that it's of God, it's of the word of God and all those different things. So I am thankful for what God has given me. It's his word. And my brother said some awesome things. He was like, God's, God's word is right here. We want to hear the voice of God, but do we read his word? And it's so true. It's like, there it is. Read it. This will speak to you on many occasions. You'll begin to read it and all of a sudden you'll be like, oh my gosh, that just makes sense to me. And you'll be like, that's God speaking to you. <laughs> like, that's how it works. Like, you'll be like, I've read this a hundred thousand times and it's never been like this before. Yeah, that's, that's how God works. Like, when I come to Bible study and I'm like ridiculously excited, that's how God like speaks to me. Like, I'll be reading the Bible and all of a sudden it's just like, click. How have I never seen this before? Oh my gosh, I've got to tell someone. When I get excited about something, like I've got to tell you guys, like that's what it is. It's how it is. So today we're kind of moving in this direction again. And so we're trying to talk about staying out of the red. We don't, we don't want to go into the red, okay? So if you're in the red, that's okay. It's okay to be in the red. We want to get you out of the red. So when you're in the red... You just can't do ministry, okay? But there are people that you should be surrounding yourself with that can do ministry, okay? So last week we made a transition. So there should be some people that can do ministry that can help you get out of the red. And so that's where we're at today because when you're in the green, there should be something in you that you can give. And so part of this was running on, I kind of had a realization that I needed to reevaluate my life and what I was doing and that I needed to make sure that I was in the will of God and I've got to take care of my family. I've got to take care of myself too. And so part of that is, well, preaching takes a lot of work. It really does. And so in doing that, I asked a few people to <laughs> I asked a few people to speak, and so last week my brother preached. Um, this week my, my wife is going to preach, so I'm just up here rambling on to take up some extra time. Um, <laughs> um, just to help her out a little bit. She's like, thanks, Zach. <laughs> um, and so she's going to come up here in just a minute, and she's going to preach, and she's going to do an amazing job because she did an amazing job the first time. She is amazing, and I am thankful for her, and she ministered to me in the first service, and I really believe that God's going to minister to you in this service, and so I want you to remember this. No matter where you are on this chart, remember, it's okay to be empty, but also this. When you've moved into the green, 
there should be a transition where you move from the milk to the meat, okay? It's time to, it's time to then do something different in your ministry. It's time to begin to pray for people. So how do you pray for someone? It's really simple. God, touch this person. God, I pray you'd move in their life, strengthen them. It's really simple. You don't, have to, you don't have to give them a back massage while you're praying for them. Actually, back massages are really a bad thing when you're praying for someone. I've been a person who's been on the receiving end of a back massage. So that, I guess this is a really good opportunity. Like, why do we always have an altar call? Or that's what I call it. Why do we always have an altar call? Well, that's wise because we always want an opportunity for people to be able to have, to come up and get prayed for. And, and I think it's important that the church comes together because it helps lift up. And so there's people that are empty and there's people that are charged up. I want the charged up people coming up there and praying for the empty people. I want the charged up people also praying for the charged up people. It helps keep us charged up. And so I woke up this morning not really feeling church. And uh, I can tell you this, first service, I was feeling better. And I feel better in the second service just seeing your smiling faces. Like, it is such an awesome thing to come together and worship God with like-minded believers. It really is. It does something for my spirit. And so, Rochelle, I want you to come up here, preach what God's given you. And uh, I know you do a great job. I love you. Just come, ch oh, just come chase me out. <laughs> to be in the house of the Lord today. Such a beautiful presence that we have in here in the, in the first service. It was um, just awesome to be a part of a church family. Um, have you guys enjoyed this series? Yes. yes. I really enjoyed it. I know that... I am now. You are now. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. No. Throughout life... Throughout life, you'll see, you'll end up in different areas. Throughout your week, you'll end up in different areas of your boundary. And throughout your day, you'll probably see yourself at different stages. This is me in the morning. This is me at 10 p.m. This is Zach at 10 p.m. And this is Zach in the morning. <laughs> I am 100% a morning person, and that's when all my good ideas come, and I don't understand why Zach doesn't want to hear my good ideas when he is empty in the morning, because they're really good, and my adventures I want to go on, like thrifting and to the flea market, and he's like, why are you awake at it's 7 a.m.? <laughs> Just kidding. Get up at 7.30. <laughs> Uh, so, anyways, um, can you uh, turn me down to the station, the monitor? It's kind of like loud up here. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you. So, um, in this series, in the very beginning, we talked about Elisha and the woman um, that she came to Elisha and she was like, I'm, we're going to die, me and my son. And he's like, what do you have in your house? She said, nothing but a pot of oil. And then um, Elisha asked her to go gather vessels. And then the story goes on that she began to pour oil and it kept pouring and pouring. 
However, she started out empty. She didn't feel like she had any battery left. Um, and then we went into the next week and started talking about the 5% when you're in the red and when Jesus called Lazarus out of the grave, he was brought from death to life, but he was still in the red. So he still needed help to get to the green. So um, he talks the Bible, the story goes on when he came out of the grave, he was bound hand and foot. And the miracle was in the ministry when the people and Jesus told the people around him to loose him and let him go. So the miracle was in the ministry. Um, so just like us, some of that can look different for everyone. Everyone can have their own bondages in their life that they need to be loosed from. And then last week, we were on the 50%, like Zach talked about. We prayed over each other's feet. We did communion. We made that covenant with God. And it sounds crazy. It sounds insane to pray for someone's feet, but I promise you, it is so powerful. It will humble you real quick. Um, and then this week, we're talking about 75%. So now we're in the green. We are feeling good. We have had our coffee. We are, things are looking up now, guys. <laughs> so we have been praying. We've been fasting. We have been seeking God. Our battery is getting to the green. Um, so did you guys know that we are the church? It's not just this building or a building, but the people, the people make up the church. So, um, I'm going to start in with my scriptures in Luke chapter five and verse 17. It says, on one of those days, while he is talking about Jesus here, he was teaching Pharisees and teachers of the law. We're sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee, Judea, and also from Jerusalem. And the Lord's power to heal was with him. So just to take a moment to pause here. So um, if you've ever heard the term Pharisee and you're not quite sure what it is, so Pharisees, um, they weren't the well-known people. They kind of like nitpicked at people. Maybe you could call them hypocrites. They just weren't top-notch. They always tried to find something just a little wrong, <laughs> just something that you were doing wrong. So it's very probable that they had come from all these other nearby villages to see Jesus, to see if he was doing something wrong. Sometimes our situation can be used to teach those around us something. And sometimes we can learn something. So while he was teaching the Pharisees and these lawmakers, he took the opportunity that was coming to him, as we'll continue to read on, and teach those around him. So um, oftentimes when I sit like in counseling sessions or something with Zach, he'll be like, okay, what can we learn from this situation? which nobody wants to hear. <laughs> nobody wants to learn from their situation because it's awful. You're like, how do I get out of my situation? I don't want to learn. And sometimes those around us can learn from our situation too. You're like, well, that's their problem. Like, learn it a different way, okay? That's not how life works. <laughs> Every situation you can learn from. Every situation 
we can give glory to God in. So, um, as we um, continue reading, this situation drops right in front of Jesus. He has this opportunity to teach. So, just then, verse 18 says, Just then, some men came, carrying on a stretcher, a man who was paralyzed. They tried to bring him in and set him down before Jesus. So, a group of friends got together. They were like, their friend was paralyzed, and they're like, hey, we're going to bring you to see Jesus. They had faith. Their battery was probably somewhere in this area. They had some, a green battery. They had some faith to give. They had some energy to give. And they knew if they could just get their friend to Jesus. If we can just get to the source, Jesus can restore. They were willing to use a little bit of their own battery, just a little bit of their own time, to get their friend to Jesus. So the story continues on in verse 19. Since they could not find a way to bring him in, remember the crowd was too big, they couldn't wade through, they couldn't crowd surf him, they found a ladder or something to get to the roof. Now, I don't know what these buildings look like. I'm sure they didn't have shingles back in the day. So I'm sure it was like mud, maybe some, I don't know, leaves and twigs that like consisted of this roof, maybe. Well, they dug a hole. They tore someone's roof up to get their friend to Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, that's like some big faith. Like, what if Jesus was like, uh, I don't really feel like healing him today. Now you have a hole in the roof, and your friend is down there. So, that was some pretty big faith. So, I would assume they had to dig a hole, not just a small hole. They probably didn't just, like, plop him down, you know, like, horizontally. Is it horizontal? No, vertically. They had to go lengthwise to drop the stretcher down. So... I mean, that's a big chunk of roof. Hopefully it wasn't raining that day. <laughs> but they were so desperate to get to Jesus. It didn't matter the cost that it took, the energy that it took. They knew they had to get to Jesus because he is the source. So um, they could have been distracted. They could have been like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Like, we'll just come back another day. We'll just go back home, but they were like, nope, we are not carrying you back home. We are not making that trek again. We are getting you to Jesus. So what are things today that can distract us from getting to Jesus? Technology, TV, our friends, our work. There are so many things that you can relate to today that can distract us from getting to Jesus, that can distract us from reading his word, that can distract us from prayer. But did you know that good friends make all the difference? I believe that we are the church, so we are probably, should be all friends. <laughs> we need each other sometimes to point us to Jesus. We need each other to sometimes carry us to Jesus, to bring us to the roof and drop us in front of Jesus. When you're in the red, just like the man on the stretcher, you need some good friends to come alongside you and say, hey, I'm going to pray for you. Hey, I'm beside you. 
we can do this. So in verse 20, the story continues on that seeing their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Uh, that first part, I just love how he calls me friend. Like, that just made me smile when I was reading the story. Jesus calls me friend. <laughs> this is where we start to see that he starts teaching in this situation. The man drops from the roof right in front of him, and he's like, ah, oh, what a perfect example. <laughs> and the scribes and the Pharisees began to think, they didn't say this out loud, who is this man who speaks blasphemes? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Now, we know that they were thinking this in their mind, and we know that God had rode himself in flesh to come down to earth, so we know he had all power, right? We know that Jesus had power to heal. We know that he had power to forgive sins. He was the I Am. So in verse 22, he said, or it says that, but perceiving their thoughts, Jesus replied to them, why are you thinking this in your hearts? So back in Psalms, it says that in 90, Psalms 94 verse 11, the Lord knows the thoughts of mankind. Okay, so he did, God just read their minds. He forgave someone of their sins and he's about to heal them. So I'm thinking God was, or you know, in this moment, Jesus was kind of like, hello, are you getting the picture yet? You know, like, I'm not faking this. He was trying to teach the Pharisees the power of God. In verse 23, it says, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But so that you may know the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He told the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your stretcher, and go home. I imagine that his friends probably were still on the roof, like looking down. And I would imagine they started rejoicing. We don't have to carry our friend home. <laughs> but when you, um, the next verse, it says, immediately he got up before them, picked up what he had been laying on and went home glorifying God. You see that when God worked in that man's life, the people around him were also blessed. They glorify God. They saw the miracle. So when you're over here and you're like using some of your battery to help someone down here, God's going to fill up your battery again, right? When you help someone, when you minister to someone, it also blesses you. And I love that it talked about how then everyone was astounded and they were giving glory to God. They were filled with awe. We have seen incredible things today. Your situation can not only teach you something, but teach those around you something. Surround yourself with people that are going to lift you up. Surround yourself that, with people that will pray for you. Surround yourself with people that are going to go the extra mile to get to Jesus. The year was 2016. Two strangers stepped foot at a white line to start a race that would forever change their lives. You see, these two strangers had practiced for days, months, even years running the race. They knew how to pace themselves. They knew when to breathe correctly. They knew the feel of the track under their feet. Their batteries were at 
100%. You see, this just wasn't any race. This race mattered. This was the Olympic 5,000 meter race. Nikki and Abby were running close in their heap around the track when suddenly Nikki tripped and her body met the track. Nikki later said and her immediate thought was, what's hit me? Why am I on the ground? Sometimes life happens. Sometimes you're at 100%. You know the path, you know the road, you know how life works, and then bam. Something hits you and you're zapped. You're on the ground, you're flat on your back. What's hit me? Why am I down here? Um, you see, Nikki wasn't the only one to hit the track. A fellow stranger, Abby, tripped over her. Abby got right up and helped her opponent get back up. So she fell down. She was like, why am I down? A fellow opponent came back and helped her up. That's what friends are for. That's what our church is for, is to help each other in situations. Nikki stated later that suddenly there was a hand on my shoulder saying, get up. Get up, we have to finish this. The story goes on that they both started running again. However, Abby had hurt herself worse than she initially thought. She didn't make it far before Abby collapsed. However, this time, Nikki was there to lend a hand. Sometimes when we fall down, we don't know why. But the Lord's hand is right there with us saying, I'm with you. I'll never leave you, forsake you. I'm going to run the race with you today. You can do it. You can make it. You can make it. It doesn't matter. You can do it. You can get back up when the enemy knocks you down. Don't stay down. Get back up. A friend comes along and prays with you. Suddenly, you're not alone. Suddenly, you're running the race with a friend. You see, as the body of Christ, we can run the race together. Your ministry matters. You don't have to be up here. You don't have to sing in a microphone. You don't have to talk in a microphone. You can take someone fishing. You don't have to minister to everyone. Just minister to one person. Send them a card. Send them a text message. Let them feel like they are loved. God keeps filling us up as we keep pouring into others. We can do this together. Um, I know that we sometimes call this an altar call and yeah, say you can be come and be prayed for, but today I'm wondering if we can all come forward, if we can just all pray together as we play a song. I'm just wondering if we can lift each other up in prayer today as we run the race together that God would be with us, that he's never going to leave us or forsake us, that we can lift each other up today.
in here and I believe that anything that you need can be met right now Jesus God I worship you hallelujah Jesus
your cell phone you have a a lot of us have a when you swipe down into the settings it'll have a little battery saver mode that you can put your phone into and some of you your phone automatically goes into battery saver mode when it hits the 24 percent but a lot of times we can take that our phones out of that battery saver mode because we don't like the way that it operates and a lot of times we can get to a point in our lives where we're like, you know what? I'm actually okay when really we need to plug into Jesus. And so we, instead of staying in battery saver mode, running on fumes and finding the power source, we decide to take us ourselves out of battery saver mode and go ahead and drain ourselves to empty. This is the worst place to be. This is a better place. This is the worst place. Don't drain yourself. Don't kill yourself. Get to the place where you can be recharged, and that's Jesus Christ. Get to the source. He is the source of your strength. Admit it, that you need him more than anything else in your life. He has got to be your source. I'm going to pray, and I'm just going to ask God that he would touch each and every one of us as we go throughout this week. If you need anything, if you need God to touch you, if you need God to move throughout your week, I just ask that you would just reach out. It's okay to need help. It's okay to not be okay. God, I pray that you would touch each and every one of us today, God. I pray that you would move throughout this place, God. I pray that you would move, God, throughout this week, God, that you would touch us, that you would strengthen us. God, I pray that you would move in each of our lives, God, that you would Reveal to us, God, the areas that we need to work on. God, I pray that you would continue to bind us together as a church, God. That you would lift us up, God. That you would continue to open our eyes, God, to what you have for us and the things that you want us to do, God. I pray that you would move in our lives in a mighty way in Jesus' name. This all sets us up for the next series, and I am excited for that. That next series, it's titled, This Is That. I've done it before. If you want a preview of it, it's actually on our website. Um, it's not going to be the same series, I promise. But if you want to listen to the old one, it's on the website. You can listen to it. It's in the favorite messages or favorite sermons or something like that under sermons or something. I don't know. But it's on the website if you want to listen to it. And you'll have a preview of kind of what it'll be about. So, um, yeah, next month, the challenge will be to read one chapter of the book of Acts a day, which is pretty easy. One chapter is pretty easy. Put it on your, it's pretty easy. You can read the whole book in one day. It's like 28 chapters. You can read the whole book every day if you want. <laughs> so and you should be able to memorize the whole book in one month. So it's some good stuff. Um, so that's that. Greet someone, tell someone you love them, and we'll see you guys either Tuesday or next week. Have a great week. God bless.